Well, hello there. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, if you're one of the devoted who listen to this on the day that it comes out. And happy whatever day it is for you, if you're more of the type of listener who likes to let the anticipation and excitement of listening build and build throughout the week until you finally reach the moment, the moment that you hit play and start listening to the She Built This podcast. And all is right in the world again. Wherever on that spectrum that you fall, welcome back. You are in for a treat today with a very special guest and a conversation all about connection that has so many little gems in it, you're gonna probably need to press pause a lot to jot them all down. Before I dive into introducing my guest and what our conversation is all about, I do a lot of diving on this podcast, I noticed. I dive into a lot of things. Anyway, before I get into it all, I want to share super speedy who I am because I can see that there have been so many new listeners lately and I am absolutely blown away by the recent growth of this podcast. I can only guess that it's because you have been sharing episodes with your friends and colleagues. And if you're like, oh, no, I haven't been doing that, but I have been meaning to, Emily, I would love to welcome or invite you to do that. Because one of my biggest goals this year is to knock this podcast out of the podcast park. And I really actually need your help in order to do that. So if this is something that you loyally listen to, I bet that there is someone else in your life who would not hate it either. So please help me help you share, share, share. I definitely just got carried away and forgot to tell you who I am, which is what the point of that whole thing was. So real quick, I am Emily Aborn. I'm a content writer whose main focus is on helping women entrepreneurs creatively express themselves in their businesses and brands through website copy, blogs, and other pieces of the customer experience. I'm also the leader of She Built This, which is a free community for women entrepreneurs to engage with one another, learn, get resources, connect, and cheer each other on. And of course, I'm also the host of this podcast and a person who cannot screw the top off most containers to save her life. You can learn more about me in the connect with the host section of the show notes, or just head over to emilyaborn.com where I feel like you can probably find my entire life story if you just dedicated enough time to digging for it. Okay, enough about me. Let's move on to today's guest who I actually met through She Built This. I have 769 emails with the word Lindsay Taylor in them, and those are just ones that I haven't deleted, but I was able to follow the email breadcrumbs, despite all of those many, many emails, I was able to follow the email breadcrumbs back to our very first interaction in 2019. Lindsay had signed up to be an attendee at a She Built This event here in New Hampshire, and I was on a quest for swag for that event. So using the She Built This group and the power of the community in there, I asked for folks who wanted to contribute swag to the swag bags, and Lindsay raised her hand and offered to give naughty good bites for the bags. Talk about the best swag ever, chocolate. You just give me chocolate and we're good to go. We met one day uh, locally and made the drop for the chocolates and chatted a little bit. And then I reached out to Lindsay after the event to thank her for the swag and see what was involved in getting um, some help with the She Built This logo. When I read back on those emails, it is like hilariously formal. I read them and I'm like, who were we? But anyway, long story short, I'm not going to read all the 769 emails to you that brought us to today. Lindsay ended up doing both of my brands, both She Built This and Emily Aborn, both of which I have never stopped loving, both of which I get compliments on all the time, and both of which people recognize without even necessarily needing to know that it's me. She's also been on my podcast a couple of times, first to talk about Naughty Good Bites, and then she was a co-host a few times because we interviewed um, some women of the month in her business. And now we have another idea up our sleeve after this episode, so stay tuned for that. But Lindsay and I have had the opportunity to work on many, many projects for clients, and 
I don't know, we bounced probably like half a million ideas off each other's heads by now. Lindsay has been a peer group leader for She Built This, a speaker at some of my events, but more importantly than all the business ventures and all the collaborations, Lindsay is one of my favorite people and my dearest friends. I don't even know if I should like use the word quote dear because it makes us sound very prim and proper and we're very most certainly not that but Lindsay is for me one of these great examples of a connection that like kind of one of the ones I was talking about in last week's episode where you just have no idea where some connections will take you. You don't know how the next person you meet might change your life. You have no clue how your next swag contributor or logo designer or podcast guest is going to change your life. And what I love about our story is that we didn't even meet at a formal networking event. We actually met, I mean, because of the event, yes, but we didn't even meet at the event. Lindsay is a true blue human being. She has a huge heart. Um, She's one of the people in my life who is like always checking in on me. And if it's been longer than a day since we've texted with one another, she starts the text with, hey, stranger, because that's too long. Lindsay has uh, supported me through the thick and the thin and cheered me on constantly. And we talk in this episode more about what that's been like to really sustain a friendship through business. It was really important for both of us to share like honestly and genuinely that it has not always been poppy fields and apple orchards. You know, we've had to have some really difficult conversations and actually work through like some tough stuff. So in addition to sharing the secrets of our friendship in this week's episode, we get into a couple topics and I think you're going to like a lot of where we go. First of all, we're going to kind of talk about like how brands do evolve and shift over time and kind of how you adapt to that as a business owner when it's your brand. We talk about the experience of running two businesses simultaneously and I raise the question of can we effectively run them both at full speed at the same time? We talk about how and why to infuse more of yourself into your brand and into your customer experience. Also, how to create like, how do you actually create customer connection and how do you actually create those memorable client moments so that you become the person that people want to refer to all of their friends. We also talk about how Lindsay stays connected to all parts of her life. She has three kids and she makes time for each of them. Um, as well as her work and her husband. And as I said, we also talk about how we stay connected as friends and business owners. And again, I really think it's rooted in honesty and authenticity. And of course, we're sharing something that we are cooking up together because when are we not? But um, we are going to be doing a one-day event in Candia, New Hampshire on Wednesday, April 5th, 2023 from 10 to 4. And it is called Unforgettably You. It is a whole day devoted to brand and customer experience, tapping into like what makes you unforgettable, how to build that business that is worth remembering, and how to create more of a connection with your customers and soon-to-be clients. We will get into content, branding, um, how you can show that, you're, you know, that one-of-a-kind value, and then also how do you translate that and share it with the world. And as like a very special bonus, you're also going to walk away with new headshots. And I know it's like that actually, okay, Emily, now it's starting to sound a little bit too good to be true, but I'm, this is all the real deal. So I will make sure that the link to the event is in the show notes. It's unforgettablyyou.net. We don't expect you to know how to spell that. The link will be in the show notes and we'll talk about it more at the end of the episode. So put a little pin in the idea Keep, keep the excitement rolling and just allow me now to introduce you to the one, the only Lindsay Taylor, the owner of Tailored Image, 
which is a branding studio. Lindsay brings over 25 years of graphic design and creative direction experience to her clients. She's also the owner of Naughty Good Bites, a gourmet chocolate company whose mission is to honor and celebrate the women in our lives and the men who support us. Now, whether it's with her brand clients or with her chocolate-loving clients, Lindsay is passionate about diving deep. Oh my God, she's a deep diver too, into the heart and soul of any business and creating that I love this. This is in her bio. Creating that good golly, gosh darn it, brand experience people will not soon forget. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Oh, hello, Lindsay. Welcome back to the She Built This podcast. Thank you, Emily, for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back Um, since the last, I mean, it's been forever since the last time you've been on my show, but since the very first time you've been on my show, which I think was 2018, maybe 2019, one of those two years, I don't know, it's a blur. Um, But the audience has like totally changed and evolved and grown. So I definitely wanted to bring you back because when you've been on the show in the past couple of years, we haven't really talked about you. We've been talking about like other people. You know, we've had other women on. So now it's about you again. Oh boy. Put me on the spotlight. But yeah, I can't believe it has been a long time. When you just said that, I was like, wow, I think it was 2018 because 19 would have been right before pandemic. And we knew each other at least a year before the pandemic. Right. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So fun. Okay. So for those who don't know, uh, why don't you tell us, I read your bio obviously before you joined us, but why don't you tell us your backstory, like how you got started as a graphic designer. And then this whole like random edition of the chocolate company, naughty good, how you (laughs) added that in like, okay, I'm a graphic designer. I think I'll just start making chocolate. Sounds like a great idea. So tell us kind of how that evolved and what that story looked like. It's so funny that you ask that because it is random, but I keep telling people, I'm like, designer chocolatier, of course they go hand in hand. Um, yeah, so I went, I went to school for design at Northeastern, but I don't think I had any idea what graphic design was. I actually went because I remember my English teacher, I did a senior project, my English teacher and my mom said, you should go to school for graphic design. Now I have no idea how my mother even knew what graphic design was. She was a nurse. So like, this was not her field. Um, And I was like, sure, no problem. And I went and I just fell in love with it. So I moonlighted as a freelance designer all through college. um, And then also moonlighted when I was um, it when I was working for the corporate world right out of college. And then went out on my own at, I don't know, about 20 years ago, I went out on my own. Like I said, I was still moonlighting but I wasn't full-time, went out on my own full-time and have been doing it ever since. And so it's been awesome. I started out with more corporate clients, large corporate clients, and then am now doing more um, small business, women-owned, doesn't have to be women-owned, but definitely small dip business because I find that there's a better impact. I have a greater impact rather than, you know, the big CEO. Um, So yeah, and then chocolate. Oh my gosh, chocolate came in... (laughs) very unexpectedly. It was in 2018. Was it 2018, 2017, 2018. And um, I was doing a one-time event for our local town. We have a, it's called Christmas in Stratford and about 30 houses, uh, local artisans open up their homes and you get a map and you go around and shop at these artisans. And um, as a designer, I've always opened up my home and done something. And so this particular year, I was like, hey, it'd be fun to do, you know, these energy bites that I was making for my family. My neighbor at the time was like, oh, that'd be fun. I'll do it with you. And we're like, sure. Now my background as a designer means you don't throw things in a Ziploc bag and call it a day. (laughs) You're like, have Uh to have a full brand. So it was a full brand. You know, I created this full brand for this one-time event And then because we were doing something different, we wanted to make sure people knew about it. So about a month before we get set about set out about, you know, having people try our bites and we sold out of all inventory for the event. 
like within two weeks before the event even started. So we were, yeah, chocolate was not supposed to become a business, but then people were asking, how do we order online? We're like, no, email me. And within a week, we had at least a form online that they could order from. And then people were like, how can you ship? Do you ship? And we're like, no, we don't ship. We're not dealing with that. Within a week, we were shipping all over the country. So it was a happy accident. It was a one-time event turned into a business. Um, and it's just been crazy ever since. Now it's trying to actually meet demand. Like we can't, it, it's it's a little crazy. So that's yeah, now, that now that you've uncorked happen. it, you can't put the, you can't yeah. stuff it back in. <laughs> I know, I know. We've tried, like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll get into some of those challenges, but yeah, it's been, that. that's my background. Yeah, I guess so that with that question, like when we first spoke, like rewinding many, many years ago, five years ago, um, your focus was really on naughty good. And I think that things have seesawed and then also kind of like balanced and then sort of found themselves going in different directions. So just tell me about like the experience of a owning two businesses, what that realistically looks like. And like, you know, I can speak to that too, of just like, can we effectively run both businesses full speed at the same time? I'd say probably the answer for me was no. Um, So I'd be curious to hear what it is for you and then like how you've had to change and shift to adapt for that. Yeah, I, I can agree with you that by ourselves, we cannot effectively do it a hundred percent both. But I am still holding out hope (laughs) that with, proper staff help, we can, I can do it. Um, but yeah, I've had to see on there. So when I met you, I was all in with Naughty Good to make it work. Um, and I, I wasn't taking on new design clients, but I was keeping my existing clients and working with them and just not, just not establishing any, any new connections there. Um, <clears throat> but Naughty Good ended up so that I think I met with you and then, then pandemic happened. And actually with pandemic, it took off like, because funny that, you know, I know your theme is connections, but that was such a way for people to stay connected was to send out our bites and to send out chocolate and just send gifts. Cause they couldn't see people. Right. So we took off in during um, COVID. And so of course I was, I had to be all in with that. Um, but then we were looking for a space because we need to meet demand I need right now people don't even know it I'm still in a homestead kitchen um and it's really hard when you have a family to have staff so I'll have people in but it's from like these you know hours of nine to three and chocolate is really when we're busy I mean it's it's around the clock mm-hmm. um so yeah so I had so we were looking for space so that then we could get staff and then we could meet demand um uh, and it's been such a struggle for about 18 months to find find a space it just you know we've tried to look at so many different scenarios and we're still looking so we talk about that seesaw over this summer I I shut down online ordering because we just couldn't meet that demand we just I, I couldn't it was 16 to 18 hour days seven days a week with me and a like skeleton crew <laughs> yeah. you know and I'm yeah. like and my family's sanity um it's a good problem to have don't get me wrong but so I was like, okay, I'm going to, I need to refocus and, um, and just started to bring in more new design clients, um, but still do what I could with Naughty Good. So yeah, we, it's been a seesaw. Like I can't say there's a balance <laughs> other than what needs my attention when, and how do I, um, create that not balance, but how, you know, how do I, I can't give a hundred percent to both. I just can't by myself. And so ideal world is I can create, I'm going to have a team of, um, chocolatiers or or people that can help me with naughty good. And a naughty good would essentially become a client of mine for my design. Um, that's the ideal thing. Yeah. And I think you did for now find a great solution of, you know, opening at specific holidays and certain times where people have to place their orders in advance. And in a, you know, in a correlative way, it's kind of like what I did that she built this where I'm like, I want to be able to still offer things and do things, but I need to be able to do them when I have the full capacity to do them, not just because I, you know, have it out there. So it's sort of the same thing. It's like, we kind of had to say, all right, my focus right now is on this business and my family. And so I have to move this around just a little bit. 
Um, and you know, it's going to happen for you to find that space and the right people. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I think you're sustaining, like you're sustaining the brand and the yeah. connections while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think that, um, you know, you say with family, like one of the things too, that made me realize we started to, my daughter is a senior. So we started to look at colleges last, um, April and I realized I was like, okay, if I don't have a staff by the time she goes off to college, this is going to be me doing all of this. And I'm going to miss out on going to visit her or, you know, she's looking at the Carolinas. That's a far way away. And like, there was just, I had to kind of rethink of it and be like, if I don't have this staff, it is going to make it near impossible for me to be able to experience help, you know, be able to see my daughter or, or experience what she's experienced with her to some extent. Um, so, so yeah, so it was, that was a, another shift I had to look at. Whereas design I can take with me anywhere, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I can't bring all the chocolate with me though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, you can bring it here. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's a question for you about like, uh, just something I've been thinking, cause we're going to talk a, a, in con- about connection in different ways. So regarding whether or not you feel you need to be connected to your work. I'm curious to hear your answer on that. Like some people say, I've heard it said that if you are connected to or passionate about what you do, you can't be successful. And I find that an interesting concept. So I want you to like take it and turn it on its head and tell me what you think of it or not turn it on its head and agree with it. No, I don't agree with that at all. Um, I've always said, follow the passion, not the paycheck. I've always said that. Sure. I heard it somewhere. And I've told my kids that like, if you are loving what you do, you, it never, I I know it's cliche, but it's never going to feel like work. And it's so true. The truth is though, it doesn't, I don't, it depends on what you're passionate about. My passion is about helping others, connecting with others. And so the fact that I can do that through chocolate, as well as through design is what makes both of my businesses continue to be successful because I just love that that is the end result for me, not necessarily chocolate. Like it doesn't matter the conduit that it that it's getting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like to I me, agree. that doesn't matter. So that's my passion. Doesn't say doesn't mean somebody else couldn't be passionate specifically about design, and that's why they they love to do it. But for me, it's just passionate about being able to help other people and connect with other people. Um, and so every single day doing that through what I'm good at with design and chocolate, why not? You know, I don't know. So I, I think you, there has to be some level of passion. Doesn't, I guess, matter where that lies, but yeah. And I, I could never, let's let's put it this way. I could never be doing a nine to five for somebody else. Um, and feel like I'd want to get up every day and go to work. Um, and be under somebody else's thumb. So maybe that's part of the passion too, is being able to have that freedom. I, I can't pinpoint where I'm passionate, but you better like what you're doing or your setup or whatever in order to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Or else yeah. Then it's just, yeah. Yeah. If you have the means and you're, you're lucky enough to do so, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of like helping, you know, helping other people and connecting with other people, you don't just do that. You also like help other people connect with other people. So (laughs) speaking of like business owners, I'll, I'll, we'll use, um, you know, a brand as an example. So you help a business owner connect with like people that they are looking to attract to work with as their ideal clients and through their brand what does that even mean? Like, it sounds really nice and pretty and flowery, (laughs) but tell me what that means and like why people should care. I think people, so I just did this reel the other day and I thought it was (laughs) about the being one in 8 billion, right? Like, oh yeah. Like I think, so with branding, it's so important for, particularly for small businesses, be you, be yourself, because that's how you're going to connect with other people. That's how you're going to stand up. Stop, you know, don't try to be what somebody else is doing. Don't even, there's no should. You and I talk about this all the time. Like, stop the shoulds. You should be doing this, this, this. No, you shouldn't. Do what you feel works for you and you'll gain the right, attract the right people. Um. So I think 
it's so important. That's a great way for people to connect is because people want to work with you. You know what I mean? Like they want to. So so it's super important to have a brand to establish your brand and have it be unique to you um, so that from the beginning, from if they just see your logo to all the way through to working with you or if you're or if it's a product based business purchasing product from you, um, that they have an idea of who you are. Like, I just think it's you know, you want, it's almost like you want somebody to look at something, know it's you before they even see your logo. I say that all the time. And that's how proper branding works. It's not just about your logo um, or colors or fonts. It's the entire thing. How do you make people feel? How do you make people, you know, what's the experience you're bringing to the table? Um, yeah. It's so it's that there's that connection that has to, you need to be memorable, right? Like, and if, and if you're not connecting with people, you're not going to be memorable. I wish yeah. I could remember who said it to me, but somebody sent me something after you had done my logo for Emily Aborn. Um, and she was like, I knew this was you before I even knew it was you, you know, and yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like my name at that point. It just been like a circle of the flower. Um, yeah. and I think that, that, that nails it, you know, that's yeah. exactly it. it should like express you and people should be able to recognize it everywhere. They see yeah. it. It was your mug. Remember oh, yes. it was the mug because you, when um, I helped you with the mug after doing your branding, I've told this story to clients before, because I remember it. And I said, you and I, you decided you just wanted a quote and you had just unveiled your new brand and you just wanted a quote. You didn't have, we didn't have your logo on the mug. It was just a quote, but it was all in your brand. Obviously your colors, your fonts, the whole look and feel. And the person thought it was somebody's, you know, like, ripping off your brand and then they realized oh it's you because you yeah that's right on there, but that's the beautiful thing is they thought it was you but they thought somebody else was stealing your stuff because it was so your brand right but it didn't even you didn't need your logo to know yeah it was you. so yeah, yeah that's that's like visually an important piece of of branding you know I mean how many times do you see a darn target commercial and you know it's them before they even before you even see the target, you know, logo at the end, <laughs> you know, the ones I'm loving right now that are like, just the branding is so good is the Airbnb ones that are like, yeah. um, the get the getaway kitchen and the yeah. ski, the ski location. Like they're doing such a great job of branding those. And you know, it's them like it's, it has to do with, you know, the lighting and the way that the people sure. are. And yeah, it's so good. Yep. yep. It's all, a, you know, I tell people like, it's down to, you know, even, um, how particular the photos that you use are. And like you said, the lighting, is it a really dark lighting? Is it really light? Is it like all of it matters? All of it creates a feeling that people can recognize as you once you start to establish it. And as long as you, you know, advocate for it and put it out there, um, people are going to start to connect to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing you and I have really, I know, focused on recently, and we help other people focus on in different ways. So I'll get into that, but is like the whole customer experience. So like thinking about the customer journey from start to finish, like when they actually, not even just when they go to your website, but how are they even getting to your website is, is I think the starting point. Um, and so you look at it from like a branding perspective and I look at it from like, holy crap, there's a lot of content that mm -hmm. needs to go back and forth between you and a client before you even have started working together. Like before you've even started pushing the pencil, there's so many words exchanged. So what does that sound like? What does that look like? And then from your perspective, what does that look like? But let's go bigger picture and just talk about like, customer experience and yeah. client experience and how even that can be a piece of us creating connection. Cause I know you and I've worked on that a lot and I feel like, I feel like mine's pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I been working really hard on developing is like my brand questionnaire for my clients when they first fill it out. And, um, I think it will catch people off guard. Cause it'll be like, wait, you're asking me these questions. These don't seem relevant. But once they start answering them and thinking about it, they're like, oh, so questions are like, if your brand were to go on, be a go on vacation, where's it going? If your brand were a playlist, what would be on it? Like there are so many in though all of those, it's not just your colors, right? It's not just, so creating that experience from the very, very, like once you figure all that out and you figure out what your brand is, making sure you are like, be consistent, consistent, consistent. And 
from the, the way you talk to people. And really it should be relatively easy because it's you, right? Like, right, right. <laughs> just be you. But the way you talk to people, the way you interact, the way you um, the way you show up, I know it's all kind of the same thing, but is so important to be consistent, but also put that logo out there everywhere. Put those colors out there everywhere. Put that font out there everywhere so that people know. I always say your, your return on investment, like spend time and money getting to know people, like even if it's like what a $10 mug that has your logo on it, don't be worried about investing time and money on clients, even if you don't have them yet, because the return on that investment is going to be huge. Like the whole, it's not just about getting a paycheck, right? It's about making sure those people are going to tell their friends, making sure they're going to remember you next time they need you. That is what you care about. And if you're just worried about getting that paycheck from them, I don't know. It's just, you're losing that connection. You're like, if you know somebody loves Starbucks, send them a stinking $5 Starbucks gift card. You know, like it seems so basic, but you know that they are, they have three golden retrievers like I have. <laughs> send me a reel about golden retrievers that you find is funny. I don't know. But making those connections and, and, and getting to know who your people are. And then when you connect back to them, constantly sharing your brand so that they're like, oh, this is Lindsay from Tailored Image who is, um, you know, reaching out to me. Like, I just feel like that connection is going to, on top of the brand, is going to make you memorable. Does that make sense? Am I all over the place on that? Totally. So I have a follow-up question. So, well, A, I think that comes naturally, more naturally for some people than others. But like, I do think that it's a muscle that it can be built. But what do you think is standing in the way of people doing that? So like the people we see that maybe don't do it, what's like, what's the disconnect, if you will, for them? I think it's all the shoulds. I do. I think people are like, this is the way you should do this. You need to have an email funnel. You need to have all, or, you know, however, I think just stop, stop. Like instead of having that, I mean, yes, if that works for you and your business, cool, do it. If it's been working for you do it, but you don't have to do that. It's okay to take the time to maybe just send a custom email. Um, You know, because in my business, I should not be funneling through thousands of customers or, or clients in, in, um, in my design business a year. Like I really, for me, I mean, I know it's different for each business, but six to 12 a year. Perfect. Because that means I'm establishing connection with them. I'm creating relationships. They trust me. I would hope that they would trust me if I'm like, we need to build that trust. If I'm going to be developing a brand that's going to represent who they are, <laughs> like that trust better be built. Um, and so I should be able to take the time to like actually connect with them and maybe send them a personal email. And I don't have to do these. Like, I think what's getting in the way is the way people say it should be done. There's no one way. There's so many different ways. And again, like stop worrying just about that paycheck and worry more about the connection because that is truly going to be, even if that person doesn't turn into a client, guess what? I bet they're going to tell, you know, the old, what is it? They're going to tell seven of their friends who are going to tell seven of their friends who are going to tell seven of their friends. Like I love most of my business is referral based because it's, oh, they, they, they hear about me from somebody else. I'm not getting, gaining traction off Instagram. Me personally, other people might be, but you know, I don't know. So I just think it's stop the shoulds, do what works for you. And it's not going to be the same. It's going to work for somebody else. There's no, there's no template that says this is how you your business is going to um, thrive and survive. You know, there's, it's all down to what you bring to the table. That's different. That's unique. That's going to create those connections. I think that a lot of us have to get like really serious with ourselves and ask some of those questions. Like, okay, are all, okay. This week is a great example. I have not posted on Instagram for like a week. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to say. I have, my brain is slosh. <laughs> so as I've been thinking about it, you know, I was like, Oh, I should post, I should post, I should post. And then I'm like, Emily, your clients, like my clients definitely follow me on social media and they comment and they interact with it and things like that. But they're not like just stumbling across my Instagram page. Like, Oh, I'm going to hire Emily. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't work that way. So like me taking a second and, and not posting is not going to like sink my ship. Yeah. Thinking also of like things like, you know, opt-ins, like 
Is an opt-in going to be the best way to reach my client? Or am I going to be better off like going to a networking event where I get to like talk to other people in my industry or people outside of my industry, like really thinking it through for yourself and thinking about what the quote should do, because I really agree with you. We're just, it's not as templated as I think these, like, I'm going to use air quotes again, but like online business owner people want us to think that it is, you know, it's different for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I personally, speaking of that, like I would much rather go to a networking event than some opt-in because that is not the opt-in is just, I have struggled with that. I'm like, I need to do it. I need to do it again. I'm even falling into the shoulds and I tell people don't. Right. But it's, um, I really don't think I need to. I really, really don't. I, I will eventually put something out there, but um, I mean, let's put it this way. All right. I'm case in pudding. Was that the right word? <laughs> Is that the right case in the pudding? Uh, what? Proof in the pudding. Proof in the pudding. Ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm proof in the pudding. I have been doing this for 25 years. I just, re- I had a website for a long time, um, but then it got outdated. So I took it down, right? I just um, started to join social media with tailored image uh, maybe a year ago. I had a page, but I never did anything with it maybe a year ago. And in all honest, and I've been successful without it. That's not mm-hmm. to say you don't want to show up and be present, but you don't have to either. You know, like it's, it, you don't have to. The reason why I chose to is because I want to be able to reach those people who are new business owners and are still DIYing who aren't actually going to hire me. So I, my Instagram for me is for them to be able to see the possibilities and to maybe get some design tips and that type of thing. But I'm not getting my clients from them very, very rarely. I'm getting my clients, like I said, through referrals. So you don't have to show up anywhere, you know, like you can still be successful. Now, granted, I started free social media. So that has been, you know, helpful, but the, the the truth is you don't have to show up in all the places all the time. Um, do what works for you because in, in networking is still a thing. Like going to see people in person and having them get to know you and connect with you. I've had, I just had a client um, the other day reach out or uh, not a client, but on a discovery call, she found out about me through somebody who I met at a network event. That person liked me. We became friends. We've never done business together. And she's like, you need to work with this person. And so that's why she reached out to me. So, you know, Oh, these, these friends listening right now, Lindsay know all about networking after my rant from last week. Um, (laughs) but I totally agree with you. And, and here's the other thing, just like a little, um, uh, audio highlight. I think that's what they call it. I'm trying to use, I'm trying to use that more, but you can also like networking is everywhere you go. So it's the sidelines at your kids' sports games. It's the grocery store. My mom's best friend, uh, from when I was a little baby has been part of like my, she built this community, you know? So just thinking about like, it doesn't, it's not, uh, it's not just networking events. It's kind of like your whole life connected as one thing, like picturing it all as a big holistic web. I like to think about Absolutely. That. I know. And I hate when people, I don't hate, but I remember there's been people who you and I have both been in like during, uh, like a conversation who have said, well, what should I do when I'm networking? What should I, and, and w- both of us are like, oh my God, it's not about like, don't stop with the elevator pitches. We don't need those. Just just make connections. That's all it's about. There's no, you shouldn't be like coming to the table with any like preconceived notions or like any agenda when you network other than I'm going to meet new people. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. There's enough, there's enough robots in the world. We don't need yeah. them at networking events. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to like totally take a, like put your seatbelt on because we're taking a hard and fast turn. Oh but God. this is something that you and I have in common. We both have yeah. husbands. Um, yeah. So I want to know like how you, cause you both have businesses yeah. and your husband works in a more um, like a home trade and my husband works in a home trade. So how do you keep that um, connection with your husband healthy and strong, but then like adding a little layer on there for you, how do you also make sure that you spend time with each of your kids individually and like really kind of create a connected family front? 
Yeah. Um, so I think, so again, this is the shits. How many people out there tell you as like, particularly people who have children to say, you have to make time for you and your husband. All right. Hands up to all the people listening who say that's funny. That's really funny because it's not, it's so, it's almost near impossible, but my husband and I are also on the same page and that our time will come again. Like it's okay. We make, even if it's like little stolen, he makes my coffee every single morning for me. He, um, when I get up early to go to the gym, there'll be a little note right next to the coffee machine that says, Aww. you know, have a great time at the gym or whatever. I don't need a special date. I don't need, like, I don't need that to know that my husband still sees me. Right. Like, so I, I don't need to, Although it's nice when we do have that time together, but the reality is he and I would much rather be spending time with our kids, you know, that not that <laughs> that sounds awful, <laughs> that but you sounds... know what I mean? Even if it means like together with our kids, like as a family unit or whatever. Um, so I think we're both on that same wavelength that we are like, we don't have to make dates to have a connection. Um, so then, but with my kids, we try to just be involved in whatever they're doing. So for instance, like I'll, I've coached my daughter for a long time um, with cross country and with running. And to this day, she's a senior. Um, she'll be like, hey, mom, I want to go for a run. And so her and I will go out for a run. Um, my husband coaches my uh, middle kids basketball team. So, you know, he when he's with him, if I've got to take the other one, we get one-on-one -on -one time in the car or whatever. So it's stolen moments we don't necessarily, again, carve out specific time, but we just make sure we are immersed in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even if it's when it was a couple of years ago, we finally let my kids get Fortnite. Okay. And any mom out there is going to know <laughs> of boys is going to know what I'm talking about. And um, we were like, we were watching them play it and we were like, oh, well, this is kind of interesting. Never seen, like, it was fascinating to me how, um, how involved this was that people from all over the world could be playing the same game and be like real time. I'm like, this is weird. So instead of like, if you can't beat them, join them. So my husband and I learned how to play along with the boys and every now and again, they're like, can we squat up and play Fortnite? Which is hysterical because my kids, friends would be like, your kids, your parents play Fortnite. They're like, yeah. And they're like, can I play with them? <laughs> like it's, we just like, those are the things we try really hard to just like, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, you know, whether it be running or playing video games or whatever it might be to, I don't know, to understand my kid's world, you know? Um, I make sure my kids always know I'm proud of them and that like, but I'm also very, very real with them. If I'm, if I've messed up, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm sorry. You know? And so I don't know. I feel like we've just we've just created this great little home environment where they feel safe to be able to make mistakes. Um, they feel safe to, maybe they got to like let off some steam because they've kept it together, you know, all day long and they come home and they know they're not going to be judged for that. Um, but that's taken some time, you know, for us to get to that point as a family unit, but also as parents, I don't know. It's yeah. I could talk all day. We could have an entire episode on my family or not just my family, but just like parenting and how much I love it, how much of a challenge it is, but how rewarding it is. And, um, that's yeah, okay. So we don't need to do that because I don't have much to add to the conversation. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm going like, off. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what questions to ask. So, no. yeah, <laughs> but you were a you are a member. Of I I You're was a family. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. So let's see. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you? Did first of all, did you feel that we covered everything that we had prepared to cover? I think so. Do we ever really like we, you and I could go off forever, you know, it's yeah. And can, can I say one thing before we even like go on to anything that we've missed? I think you and I, like, I love our connection. You and I have talked about this a lot because people who know you and I, like we are very different, but very similar too. like, there's some definitely opposites, but at the same time, we're very much alike. But one thing that you and I, I think do awesome is we are real with each other, but if we're yeah. like, we are just, I've had friendships and relationships where like the minute something goes wrong, or if I show up, not as a, who they think I should be, 
then there, I'm, you know, we're judged and that relationship fizzles. Right. Whereas with you and I, we're like, we're just so honest and we're, we're, we leave ourselves room to not be perfect. And I don't know. It's, do you just, you I, know, what I, you know, I, know yeah, you. I totally agree. And I think part of it is because, I mean, we use a lot of voice messaging, which you know, yep. is not my first choice, yep. but I, it's good for me because it's literally like letting you into my stream of consciousness half the time. <laughs> which is, <laughs> so it's like, once you're in there, good luck, I know. You know, good luck. <laughs> Um, but I think that really, I think that we have a really, really good like bond and the ability to say like this morning, I was like, I'm so sorry. I've been grumpy or down all week. And you're like, no, you're allowed to be down when you feel down. And I'm like, Oh, I I thought I had to be like, show up peppy and Pollyanna all the time. And I haven't been feeling that way. So I'm sorry. You know? (laughs) No, no. And we just try not to take anything personal, you know? And if there's a, Yeah. yeah, I think that that's, you know, it's, I think female relationships can be hard and I think I know I feel blessed that I've been able to find that in you that I'm like, we don't, there's, there's never competing. We're always like always lifting each other up. So I thank you. And, and, and I think that it's important for people listening to hear that we have had, I'm not even going to call them arguments, but we've had speed bumps. Like we've had things that we've actually had to be like, this is really uncomfortable. Like I've been so uncomfortable with conversations that we've had to yeah. have yeah. and we've gotten through them because we've had them, you know? And yeah. I think that's the really, really important part. So yeah. Yeah. We had to build that trust to get to that point and to be like, Oh, for me to be able to, I'm, I feel safe to be able to say this and yeah. to have this, like what might've might feel really like an icky conversation with some people, Um, but for you and I, it's just been, I don't know, just open to seeing all perspectives because everybody comes to life through a different lens and we all have different experiences. And so it's really, really important to, I don't know, not judge somebody for their experience. Right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 And find, (laughs) find your fellow, find your fellow crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think this is a perfect opportunity to say what we are doing together and sharing with everybody else in April. Um, because this is airing on February 22nd. So if you're listening right now, there is still time. (laughs) Um, Do you want to share since it's your feature? It's my feature. So Emily and I (laughs) are bringing to you a one day experience retreat, whatever. I don't think we've really landed on exactly what we want to call it. I guess it's up to everybody's interpretation. Um, it's called unforgettably you, um, build a business worth remembering. So it's all about, you're going to get some branding. You're going to get some content. Um, it's on April 5th from 10 to four. And it's going to be at the farmhouse in Candia Woods. If you guys have never been there, oh my I just gosh. did a tour of it. Oh, it is going to be like, all right. So we talked about this. Like, what is it? Party in the front, business in the back, the top and bottom of what to wear. Yes. <laughs> there will be like, be comfortable on the bottom. Like be, you say how you, how you worded it. Okay. Because we're going to be doing, I think it's good to give context. So we're going to be doing headshots um, and photos throughout the day, but everybody will walk away with like actual headshots that are going to like, really, I mean, this great, this woman is really great at capturing like really who you are. Um, so you want to wear something on top that like is going to be great for a headshot (laughs) and then something on bottom that's super comfy because we're going to break out into spontaneous spontaneous movement throughout the day so just like opportunities to stretch and move your body and fun sort of unexpected ways not like back bends and cartwheels but (laughs) (laughs) well I mean if you want you never know (laughs) you never know with me there yeah um but it's really the venue is really lovely it's and yeah call it a retreat workshop intensive one day whatever you want to call it um But it's just an opportunity to like really work on some of those pieces in our business that do create connection with our audience via our brand, via our content, and then also talking those things out with other people and getting some real honest feedback from other people about what they see in us. Like that's where there's, I think going to be a lot of power in this is you're going to look at yourself through other people's eyes also And yep. be like, whoa, I, I think it's going to be, I think there's going to be tears. 
Yeah. I also think that there's going to be a lot of laughter and a lot of fun. And Lindsay and I are going to roll up our sleeves and like, get right in there with you. You know, like we're on the ground floor, like sitting right there with you and doing this thing. So, yeah. Yeah. We, um, Emily and I have worked with a few clients, um, in the past with, um, like getting their brand out there completely. And so, and have really had some great success with those clients. Um, but this is a way to do it as a group and to all have like this, this amazing, um, opportunity to get together and do it all together. Right. And so I think you and I, it's not like this is our first time ever working together or doing something. We're just bringing it to a bigger stage for everybody to be able to reap the benefits of, um, what you and I bring to the table as well as an, a photographer, the photographer that we're hiring and, um, snacks. Another- Don't forget the snacks, the snacks that we got <laughs> good snacks. Hey, there might be some naughty goods there. Just so you know, got to tie, <laughs> got to tie them together. <laughs> There'll be plenty of food like we're going to have throughout the day. Um, Yeah. So you're going to have lunch. Just for everyone listening, that's because we put Lindsay in charge of the food, not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm notorious for being like, you will get one lettuce leaf and two carrots. (laughs) And they're like, wait. (laughs) And I will be over the top. You will be well fed. And yeah, yeah, there'll be, there'll be plenty if you, if you need it, if you don't, then that's fine too. But yeah. I'm super excited. This is a long time coming. We've talked about doing something for so long. And of course, COVID kind of threw a wrench into things, but then um, this is just going to be, it's going to be an amazing, beautiful event. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about it. Me neither. So if they want to learn more about that, they can go to unforgettablyyou.net. If you're like, I have no freaking idea how to spell unforgettably you, that's fine. The link is in the show notes and you can find it there. And I don't blame you because it's hard to spell. I know every time I spell it, I'm like, is that right? Okay, good. But But I I love that said, I love the name. And I think that I stand behind exactly what it says in being unforgettable and being memorable. And that's really what makes that lasting impression for the people that we're connecting with. So absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, all right. Now tell us how to find and connect with you online in case we want some chocolate. Let us know when we can get chocolate and your graphic design. Yeah. Orders are going to open back up for chocolate for pre-orders for Mother's Day, April 1st. And that's naughtygoodbites.com. Um, but if you want to get in touch with me personally, um, my tailored image site is tailoredimage.com and it's T-A-Y-L-O-R-E-D-I-M-A-G-E.com. So many people spell it the other way, but it's my last name, Taylor. And then just to make things really interesting, because I hopped on a social media wagon late, um, my social media, my Instagram is tailored.image and my Facebook is tailoredimagenh. So perfect. Just to make it really difficult. Oh, don't worry. All the, all the, yeah. Yeah. All the links will be there for them too. So yeah. if you really get tripped up, you can just, or send a messenger pigeon. We'll get you to where you need to go. Yeah. Um, all right, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking time and connecting with me. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I always love chatting with you. I feel like it flies by. We need like more time. People would be bored of us talking. (laughs) They're like, please stop. No more time. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.